Hey there, I'm Jenna. I banged out a PhD in four years, landed my dream job in regenerative medicine, and shortly thereafter had to become my own best doctor to overcome SIBO, adrenal insufficiency, and crippling fatigue. And now I'm a functional nutrition coach that helps other type A go-getters achieve the life of their dreams without compromising their health. Welcome to the Fit to Thrive podcast. Go ahead and grab your espresso and let's dive in. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Fit to Thrive podcast. Today we are talking about all things sort of, let's call it fitness myths, especially as it relates to reverse dieting. Because if you have gone into this year or even any time in the last two years to start a diet, you've probably been hit with social media posts or some type of advertisement telling you that you actually need to reverse diet first. It has become so trendy. It is something that is thrown around. And today I am going to demystify it for you. Also probably describe why the last time you tried to reverse diet, it failed and how you can successfully do it as a working professional with a full-time job, big life, and lots of responsibilities, and possibly even some gut issues or hormone imbalances, how you can effectively reverse diet with those things in mind. So let's let's set the stage real quick because I myself am a 90s baby, and I feel like we really got set up to fail when it came to health and fitness and our perspectives and our thoughts and how we perceive food in our relationship with food. Because if you are also a 90s baby, you grew up with the fad diets. You grew up with everything. Either it was Atkins or it was Weight Watchers. It was either low fat or it was low carb or it was this, that, and the other thing. I mean, we grew up with, you know, fat shaming Lindsay Lohan, who I don't think has ever been at a weight where that was appropriate. Everything that happened with the Olsen twins, um, everything with Britney Spears. I mean, it's really just put us through the ringer. And now we've got these, most of the time, little young things, these fitness coaches who tout reverse dieting and how you should be able to eat 3,000 or even more calories per day without gaining weight. And then once you do that, the fat will just melt off you next time that you try to diet. Um, And I can say for myself that I tried that and it didn't work. Um, And if you've tried that also and found that it didn't work, I just want to let you know it's not anything that you probably did wrong. It's just the narrative and the promises that we have been given about reverse dieting it's not an, a bulletproof method. Um, however, I do think that it's extremely, extremely powerful. It's extremely impactful. And it is something that should be in your arsenal if you are working towards health and fitness goals. So what do I mean by that? I mean that I I am a firm believer in reverse dieting. I reverse dieted while I was healing my adrenals. Um, I'm currently reverse dieting after my most recent cut. And so I'm not here telling you that it is not something that works. It does work. Um, but what I'm telling you is that when you have some other things going on, you, you're, it's not just eat more to heal your metabolism and that's a magic pill that's going to fix everything. It means that we also need to make sure that your hormones, your adrenals, and your gut 
are functioning as they should so that as you're increasing food, your physiology and your biology and everything within your body is set up to actually have the mechanisms work. Because the goal with this, the whole point of reverse dieting, what is reverse dieting even to begin with, is increasing your calories in a manner so that your body can adapt to it right? That's the whole point of what a reverse diet is. We want you to be able to eat more calories without gaining weight, which basically just means you're able to eat more calories without your body storing those calories as excess fat. So why is this necessary? A lot of women, even a lot of men, um, again, 90s babies tap in, but have gone through years and years of chronic dieting where you're either eating really, really low, and then maybe swinging up high, and then eating low again, or you're just staying kind of low. I mean, we really got done a disservice when whoever made the MyFitnessPal default 1,200 calories, because that is well below the basal metabolic rate, or basically the rate of, if you sat and did nothing for the whole entire day, your body would likely burn more calories than 1,200 calories. But But here's the kicker. Like I said before, your body is adaptable. And so if you are only feeding your body, I'm going to just use this example and we're going to roll with it. If you're only feeding your body 1,200 calories a day, it's going to adapt and figure out how it can survive only utilizing those 1,200 calories. So now, even though before you could have sat on the couch all day and done nothing and burned, say, 1,500 calories, Now, when you're going to sit on the couch and do nothing all day, your body has figured out a way that it can survive on less because it wants you to survive, right? That's the whole point. Your body's whole job is to keep you alive. And so it's adaptable. And so now if you can think of all the years, all the times that you had maybe been eating 1,200, 1,300, 1,400 calories, and that's not even counting, like I'm using those numbers, but that's like if you're literally sitting, not doing anything, right? all your movement throughout the day, your exercise, your non-exercise activity, everything is going to count and it's going to increase the amount of calories your body utilizes throughout the day. And so now you're thinking about the fact that you've only fed yourself 1,200, 1,300, 1,400, maybe 1,500 calories a day and your body has adapted to that. So now on the occasions where you go out for date night or you have Chris, let's let's take this last example, uh, put it in real time. You have the kind of the abundance of food at Christmas and New Year's and all of the holidays. And now say your average was up at 2000 or 2200 calories and you see yourself gain weight over those holidays, even though you weren't doing anything too crazy, right? But because you're eating more than what your body had adapted to, now you start to gain weight. And so this is where reverse dieting becomes really, really important because we want the way that it can adapt downwards, your body can also adapt going back up in the opposite direction. And we want to be able to take advantage of that. But the thing is, you have to do it in a manner where your body can catch up to that increased calorie demand, right? So you don't want to be sitting at your body has adjusted and it's eating 1200 calories. And now immediately you go to say something like 2000, you're going to be like, whoa, 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 I'm not used to this yet. And those excess calories, 800 plus or minus, are going to be stored as fat. And that's the phenomenon that we want to avoid by using reverse dieting in an effective manner. So let's just real quick, I think I hit on a little bit, but some signs that maybe your calories have been too low. Um, Because a lot of these 
I had at one time been experiencing and I didn't realize that was a thing. But I mean, constantly being cold is one sign that your calories are probably too low. Um, going through times where you just have all of a sudden you have crazy amounts of cravings. Like you're just like, you must be hit with something or you find yourself um, having a little bit of a, I'm going to have just a little bit of a snack. And then all of a sudden you're ravenous and you're like, oh my God, now I must eat everything in sight. Um, really getting, getting sick or getting injured a lot. If you're finding yourself, you know, always like, oh, my back's always acting up in the gym or, oh, I'm always kind of getting these weird little, um, aches and pains in the gym. These are all signs that your calories are too low. Um, when calories are too low for an extended period of time, it can also start to manifest in different, um, other areas that I see quite frequently. So in gut issues, because if you can imagine you're not eating enough calories, you're not getting enough nutrients from your food, everything in your digestion starts to slow down so that it can absorb more out of it. And so now what you start to see is your digestion is slowed down. That puts you at a higher susceptibility for things like SIBO or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. It makes it a little bit harder to digest your food because your body's just really trying to crank out every single nutrient that it can from it. If you're eating low calories for too long, this can start to impact your hormones because as I said, your body is down-regulating. How can I preserve energy? How can I live without utilizing so much energy? And so especially in females, one of the things that takes a big hit is our sex hormones. Um, so, you know, if we are not eating enough food, your body is going to down-regulate those hormones that are going to make us more fertile, right? <laughs> because you can't, if you can't support yourself, you can't support another life. And so there's where we start to see a lot of hormonal imbalances as well. So these are some of the, those are some of the signs. Those are some of the telltale things of like, okay, a reverse diet is important, but how do you now take into consideration everything else that you've got going on in your life? Because if you have been eating too low calories for an extended period of time and you're no longer a young 20 something year old. So you have a full-time job, you have a full-time life, you have travel that you're trying to do, you have goals that you're trying to hit. Maybe you have a family or you're trying to start a family. You are very, very busy. So how do we take all of that into consideration as we add on the reverse dieting aspect? So I'm going to run through a couple of different scenarios of where like I see special considerations for different people. And I want to emphasize this because so much of the marketing is not really the right word. So much of the advertising, so much of the narrative, so much of the things that you're ingesting from social media about reverse dieting is that you should be able to eat 2,500 to 3,500 calories a day without gaining weight. And then as soon as you get your body up to that amount, when you want to do a diet that you can just cut down and you'll be able to lose weight eating 2,000 calories a day. And the truth is for a lot of working professionals, we have a sedentary job. We're sitting throughout most of the day. A lot of times, you know, unless we're getting a walk-in in the morning or a walk-in after work, the only true activity you're getting throughout the day is your workout at the gym. And so for those reasons, a lot of times it's, it's a little bit unrealistic. Unless you've got a really great base of muscle or you've really been in the gym for that whole entire time building up your metabolism, keeping your body at that point, 
being able to reach that amount and then cut and have a diet that's effective at 2000 calories is it's just not realistic in the short term could you build yourself to that yes but we're talking on the matter a timeline on the magnitude of years not months and certainly not weeks and so if you are a working professional and you are trying to effectively reverse diet what can you do to make that a little bit more effective for you to make it a little bit easier to avoid gaining weight as you're doing it one is going to be you can adjust only so many things about your lifestyle right you're sitting in an office i'm sitting in a chair right now i work all day at a computer even though i'm a health and fitness coach a majority of the things that i do throughout the day are sitting at my laptop and so what do i do to try and increase from my sedentary position throughout the day get out and do walks your neat which stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis, actually makes up for a large amount of calories burned throughout the day. And so we really want to take advantage of that as we are reverse dieting and getting our body adjusted to the amount of calories that it's going to hopefully then just start burning on an as-needed basis. And so I want to make sure, yeah, when you go to the grocery store, park at the back of the back of the lot. You're going to the gym, park at the back of the lot. Use that technique all the time. If you can get up and go for a walk in between your meetings, even if it's just a little bit, five minutes here, five minutes there, things that you can do throughout the day like that. Maybe you do get a standing desk and you're doing a little bit of standing instead of sitting. Maybe, and this is like a true hack for me, it actually is not only for fitness purposes, but I find myself much more productive throughout the day. If I'm doing like medial tasks or like busy work, sending emails, doing expense reports, all that fun stuff. I love my walking pad. If I'm just listening to a meeting, oh my gosh, game changer. Um, rather than sitting and scrolling on your phone, just get on that walking pad and you'll be so much more engaged in that meeting and take so much more out of it. And now you're also helping get your neat, helping get your steps in throughout the day. So that's one special consideration for the working professional is that it's not just eating more and keeping everything exactly the same. You're probably going to need to increase your neat, increase your steps as you're reverse dieting to kind of help your body with that adjustment period. Then next special consideration, what if you have some gut issues? And I want you to think about this critically for a second because I'm here telling you, okay, we're trying to increase calories for a reverse diet, but you've got some gut issues going on. This is where I see a lot of people get themselves into a little bit of a pickle because your gut is already distressed and now you're trying to have your gut process more food, process more nutrients, do more work. And usually that is not a great recipe for success. Um, so rather than just pushing more food, this is going to be one of those instances where I really actually want you to be healing. Whether it's you heal first or you heal alongside of it, um, this is going to be extremely important for people with gut issues because we want to make sure you're getting in a diverse diet, which is hard to do if you have some food intolerances due to leaky gut, due to SIBO, due to all these things that we can overcome and you can heal from. But maybe we need to also be healing while we're trying to do this reverse diet. So doing these things in tandem. The next thing that I like to take into consideration, it goes along the same thing. If you have some hormone dysfunction, we want to make sure that we are healing that dysfunction alongside of possibly doing a reverse diet because 
a lot of the hormone imbalances can contribute to unwanted weight gain, right? If you are estrogen dominant, if you have PCOS, if you have an adrenal, um, if you've got some cortisol issues going on, these are all going to make you a little bit more prone to weight gain. And so I want to make sure that first and foremost, we're balancing all those hormones as you're maybe getting in um, a little bit more food alongside of it and doing that in tandem so that your body is set up for success. Alongside of that, we want to be making sure we're eating um, like foods that are going to support your natural hormone function and also natural hormone detox. Um, So I like to, especially for women towards the end of your cycle, get in a little bit extra fiber because this helps with that hormone metabolism and helps get rid of some of the hormones once you're finished using them to help continue along that natural cycle and how the hormones are supposed to progress. Um, want to make sure we're getting in enough protein so that you're satiated alongside of everything, but we don't need to slam protein, right? Um, if you're getting yourself up to about one gram per pound of body weight, that is definitely good. That's definitely good. Um, and then making sure that we're also getting a good amount of healthy fats in there. And so I think now might be a good time to talk a little bit more about some common health and fitness goals as it relates to to reverse dieting. So I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that I am currently doing a reverse diet as I'm coming out of my most recent cut. So a lot of the times we think in health and fitness of these different phases, right? Maybe you're in a cut or a diet, or maybe you're in a bulk and you're trying to really put on some muscle. Maybe you're living and loving and thriving at maintenance. I actually love that for everyone. (laughs) That is where I'm aiming to get. And so that's a beautiful place to be. And I also wanted to put in a mention here for intuitive eating. Um, A lot of what we think of, so like reverse dieting by the nature of it, we're going to want to be a little bit more precise. It's going to be something where, yeah, you're going to have to be either doing um, macro counting or some other system in order to make sure that you are bumping your calories, usually through carbs, um, up gradually as you do this reverse diet. But a lot of people, after their reverse diet, puts you in a really beautiful place to go into intuitive eating. If you're at maintenance and you are living your best life, I really think intuitive eating can be something that is so powerful, not only for your mental health, but also for your health and fitness. And so I think it's a really great way as you're reverse dieting to lean into hunger cues, lean into what your body is telling you. Because if you've been cutting or if you've been bulking, then you know that you've really kind of ignored hunger cues for a while, right? Because you're probably going to be hungry in a cut and you're going to have to ignore it because that's the whole point is that you're putting less food into your body than it's using. And if you're in a bulk, that means you're putting in a little bit more food than your body really needs in order to really emphasize putting on muscle. And so in both of those situations, you have started to ignore your hunger cues purposefully. And so during a reverse diet is a really great time to start learning that again, because it does take paying attention to, and it takes getting used to, and it takes understanding what your body is telling you as you're doing it. And so that leaves you a really great avenue once you've reverse dieted to go into intuitive eating if you want to spend some time at maintenance. So I I touched on it a little bit before, but if you have some hormone issues going on or you've got some gut issues going on and you're like, okay, I know I need to eat more in order to help heal my hormones. 
but Jenna just told me that there's some special considerations that maybe I need to take in place or maybe that's why my last reverse diet like I know I need to do this so I tried it my last reverse diet I ended up gaining 10 pounds you know in a couple of weeks why did that happen this is how I would reverse diet someone who's got some hormone and gut issues going on okay step by step here we go so first off I want to understand what's going on I want to understand what's going on in your life I want to understand what's going on under the hood in your body Um, And that's usually going to entail a combination of I have a very extensive intake form where I look at a lot of your biofeedback. I look at your lifestyle. I look at how you're currently exercising. I look at about how much food you're eating already per day. Um, That that's one piece of it. Usually also, especially if we know that we've got some hormone or gut issues going on, we're also going to get some labs. Um, So whether that is a comprehensive hormone panel Um, whether it's a Dutch test, whether it's for gut issues, if it's a GI map, we are going to get that data so that we know exactly what we're working with. And then we take all that together and I assess, okay, what habits do we need to implement and working on? Because part of effectively doing this, part of the reason why coaching is so effective is because it's equipping you not only with the knowledge, not only with a plan, but also with the tools to be successful and actually implement it in your life. Um, And so taking all that together, we're going to understand, okay, we have high cortisol, kind of high cholesterol, DHEA is really low, and testosterone is really low. We know exactly how to address those things in comparison to a different situation where maybe you have similar symptoms because, right, a lot of hormonal symptoms overlap. Maybe testosterone is high because you have PCOS and your insulin's also high, and we need to address that situation slightly differently. We're going to support that situation differently than we would the first one I described. Okay? So it's really, really important, even if you're like, I know my hormones are jacked, I know something's going on, that we understand exactly what's going on before we jump into it because you can only support yourself as well as you know what's going on. So that's number one. Then these next ones kind of occur um, somewhat simultaneously and in tandem. So the first piece being rest. (laughs) We are so used to go, go, go. What can I do in order to help with something, right? Um, You have a cold and so you're going to take vitamin C. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You're going to heal yourself up. When the other part of healing, right, when the body needs to heal something, what you really need to do is rest. Um, but but my, my spin on this is that we're going to be intentional with the rest, right? So I'm going to take a look. This is part of the reason why we look at everything that you've got going on in your life, right? Where can we give your body some intentional rest, some intentional restoration? Um, usually, there's other things, but the things that are easy peasy that I can pretty much guarantee, we're likely going to reduce the frequency and the intensity of your workouts. Okay. So if you are working out five days a week, lifting five days a week, cardio three days a week, we're going to bring that down, probably cut the cardio to just walking. And maybe you're lifting two, two days a week. Okay. And in place of those other lifting workouts, I'm going to add some restorative yoga for you. And this is how we intentionally rest the body. So it's not just that you're not doing things, right? 
like we're going to add the restorative yoga. Maybe we add some in some breath work. That's actually a great way to bring your system from sympathetic into parasympathetic. Um, so, so we're going to be doing stuff, but it's not going to be the same things that you're used to doing. Okay. Alongside of that, I am going to be flushing your system. So we are going to want to make sure we're lowering inflammation because that is a driver for almost all hormone imbalances. It's a big driver for gut issues and it's this feedback loop, right? Gut issues are going to cause more inflammation. Hormone imbalances are going to cause more inflammation. And so we need to nip this right at the source and we are going to work it work very hard to lower your inflammation. Alongside of that, we are going to restore your body's ability to detox. And so the reason this is so important, especially going into a reverse diet, if you have these, I just call them more like functional issues. That's like the term, right? Gut issues, hormone issues, all these things, we call them functional issues. Um, If you have these types of things going on, and now you want to reverse diet, which is going to be necessary in order to help bring in the nutrients to support your healing, you have to remember that We're also then asking your body to process more food, process more nutrients, absorb more nutrients, and do more things with them. And so in order to make sure that your body is set up for success, in order to even be able to do that, we need to make sure things are filtering through properly. We need to make sure you're detoxing properly. We need to make sure everything is being absorbed in the manner that it should. And so this, this flush, this way that we lower inflammation and make sure your body is detoxing is extremely important for that. And now in tandem to that, maybe it's more like after that, I guess, serially, right? So now that we have gotten you rested up, we've gotten you flushed out, we are going to feed you up. Okay. This is really where the reverse diet aspect is going to start because your body is now primed in order to be able to do that. And we all also now can address more of these functional things. So where do you as your body need more support? So I forget exactly what I said in the example before, but I think it was high cortisol, high cholesterol, low testosterone. In addition to nutrition, are there things that we can do maybe with supplementation or lifestyle that are going to specifically address these concerns? This is where we address those concerns. We're feeding you up. We're getting you supported. And then, very importantly, this this cannot be understated. We're going to monitor your biofeedback, okay? This could be daily, weekly, different types of measurements, okay? Um, within my coaching container, we, we have daily messaging, and I'm also doing a more in-depth check-in weekly where we're looking at your average weights for the week. We're looking at your measurements. We're looking at your energy right? Because as you're reversing calories, as you're bringing calories up, your energy should be better, right? Um, And so if for some reason it's not getting better or for some reason it's going in the opposite direction, these are important things to take note of. We're also going to keep track of your digestion because by the nature of reverse dieting, you're increasing more food. I want to make sure that your digestion is keeping up to that pace as well, okay? And then we also want to keep track of hormonal symptoms, acne, hair loss, facial hair, PMS symptoms. Um, Obviously, these are going to be a little bit specific to the exact hormone imbalances that you're working on. But all of these things are extremely important to monitor um, so that we know exactly how things are going so that we can keep track of how you're feeling so that we can continue to use that data because everything that I just described there gives us data. All those data can be used to then make decisions. And this is important because 
when you are making decisions in your health and your fitness, um, especially as it relates to increasing or decreasing food, I, especially, let me, let me say it again, especially as it relates to increasing or decreasing food, your decisions should be data-driven, not emotion-driven. And it's extremely easy um, to have emotion-driven decision-making if you're thinking about all these different things. So if we are going and you're reverse dieting and you see the scale has gone up by a pound and it's really hard on you mentally, and then we're looking at all these other data and we say, oh, well, but actually it's not even, it's not averaging up a pound. It's just been up today. Your average over the last week wasn't. So let's continue the plan as we had it here, right? Because we're making data-driven decisions versus emotion-driven decisions. So monitoring your feedback along along this whole entire process, your biofeedback is extremely, extremely important. So that is, that's how I would do it. If I was reverse dieting someone with these functional issues, maybe I'll just throw on on the end that, you know, after usually depending on what we're looking at, um, we're going to retest. So at the beginning, remember we said we're going to test and figure out exactly where our numbers are at or exactly what our things are at so that we know exactly how to support you. Uh, we're going to do that at the end again too and make sure that alongside of the nutrition and the support, now your numbers are back to where we want them to be. So to kind of, to kind of close this out, it's really, it's really sexy and it's exciting to say, eat 3,000 calories or, you know, whatever it is, fix your metabolism and then ride off into the sunset, right? Basically. And then you'll be able to diet at 2,000 calories and, and everything will be great. And don't get me wrong. The reverse diet is really powerful. I think I just described it for, you know, the last however many minutes. I think it is extremely powerful. And if you are eating sub 2,000 calories, then I absolutely think you should probably reverse diet for a bit. Um, but it doesn't mean that after the fact, you'll be able to diet at 2,000 calories. Maybe it will, but not for everyone. Um, some bodies can't diet at 2,000 calories and lose weight. Um, and it doesn't mean that you'll be able to eat 3,000 calories and cake and cookies all day and do all of that without gaining weight either. Um, what I do find it does mean is it means that you can go out on date nights without worrying about what you're ordering because you've got more metabolic flexibility. It means that if you've got family pictures tomorrow and you're so excited to wear a nice form-fitting, you know, appropriate outfit, but form-fitting, um, to the pictures that you can still eat a normal sized meal the night before and not worry about how that's going to impact you the next day. It does mean that you can work your way towards intuitively eating because now you understand what your body needs and what your body thrives off of. So I hope you found this episode extremely helpful. If you are on a reverse dieting journey or you are trying to heal your gut or your hormones and you want a little bit of support on that journey, send me a message. My DMs are always open. Okay, till next time. Thanks for listening to the Fit to Thrive podcast. I'd love to hear your thoughts. So please leave me a review. And if you loved the episode, snap a screenshot and take me on Instagram. Catch you next time.